We're kind of intrigued, maybe you are too, by what we saw over the weekend about this swimming pool they want to put in North Chicago. They had a sort of kickoff fundraiser in Deerfield last week, and the pool will be terribly expensive, but also terribly ambitious. 130 feet deep, be the deepest swimming pool in the USA, one of the deepest swimming pools in the world. And... One wonders what the purpose of that is. I understand that the idea would help disabled people who are in wheelchairs. It would also be a good way to learn to scuba dive here in Chicago. A 130-foot deep swimming pool. Not all of it that deep. There's different areas that wouldn't be so deep, but wow. Now, the people behind this are at a place called Dive Heart, and Jim Elliott is the founder and president of Die Heart. Diveheart.org is their website. Hey, Jim, this is John. You're on the air. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for to share our story. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I hope this phone line works. It was a little fuzzy there, but you sound good now. What's Diveheart, Jim? Uh, Diveheart's a 23-year-old nonprofit. We're a 501c3. We're based in Downers Grove. And our mission, really, when we started, was to build confidence and independence and self-esteem in people with uh, with disabilities, and we use scuba diving, and we use zero gravity to do that in swimming pools. And what we decided was, um, after John Hopkins did a study and said, Jim, if you go to 66 feet underwater, there's an extra output of serotonin in the human body, which helps uh, in their study with PTSD symptoms and chronic pain. And we've seen that anecdotally for years. Somebody who has 15 years of chronic pain, we get them in the pool. They're on a, a week-long trip in the ocean with us, and uh, they get deep enough, and then they're, like, pain-free for up to two weeks after they get done with the trip. So we said, let's replicate what we see in open water in a confined, warm water environment. And that's why we uh, basically um, reached out to our, our attorneys, and they said, you, if you get a patent on these this pool design, this is unique. There's nothing like it in the world. So we did. We have two patents and another, another one in the works, and... Um, the deepest pool out there right now is in Dubai. It's uh, really basically designed uh, similar to, to a couple other pools out there in Europe. And it's it's really a couple different levels. But then there's a water tower sleeve that goes down basically, I don't know, maybe in Dubai's case, 150 feet. And what we did is we said that is not efficient for what we want to do. If you can put 20 people in that diameter, you can't stack teams because if there's you know, people above you or below you, and there's an emergency, you're going to have to go through them, and that's dangerous. So our, our pool, basically, our patented design has the pool telescoping down. So imagine uh, a 10-foot ledge at 33 feet, 66 feet, 99 feet, and then the bottom would be 130 unless we raise enough money. And then I people go, would you go deep, deeper than Dubai? I'm like, of course, <laughs> if I get, if I can raise the money for it. But um but yeah, it's uh, the patents obviously are, are good in the United States, but the, you know there are countries that really don't care about our patents. So, uh, in my mind, we're we're in a race right now to get this done in in the state of Illinois and the Chicagoland area, and in North Chicago where we have land donated to us. So, we're we're hoping to do it here before somebody else does it, you know, overseas. So the purpose of the pool besides recreation, and I understand that it wouldn't just be a 130-foot pool, but there'd be other swimming areas, but is it for pain management? Is it for accessibility for people with disabilities? I mean, who's the target audience for this pool? 
Yeah, it's for research, rehab, education, training, and, and to provide vocational opportunities for, for individuals as well. Um, yeah, it, 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 we've done 11 international symposiums on adaptive scuba and scuba therapy. Uh, in fact, um, the uh, Mayo Clinic asked us to present last May at a conference that they had a medical conference, and they asked us again this May. So we'll be presenting to probably about 30 or 40 doctors from Mayo Clinic, and they're very excited about the prospects of, of you know, doing therapy and research and stuff like this in a confined warm water environment. And, and if I may, though, but uh, Jim, tell me yeah. then, uh, who, who? But are these people with physical disabilities then, or people with chronic mm-hmm. pain? Who, who would, who's a good candidate for the 130 foot pool? Uh, physical and cognitive disabilities, really. We, uh, with Midwestern University in Downers Grove, we uh, did the first study on autism and scuba therapy. And anyone who has somebody with autism in their life knows that that water is is a very comforting uh, for them as well. And uh, but certainly mobility issues, physical disabilities. Um, our YouTube channel, which has hundreds of stories, has amazing profiles and testimonials from people with ALS from people with muscular dystrophy, with Parkinson's, with spinal cord injuries. So, and is it the pressure really of the is, water? Is it the pressure mm-hmm. of the water that's benefiting all these people? Well, it's zero gravity, number one. Okay, so if you're in a wheelchair all day and you get out of a wheelchair, that's going to just be amazing to begin with. But then, yes, there is hyperbaric uh, benefits as you go down. That's what that's what Hopkins was saying. We, we know that when we get to three atmospheres, 66 feet, there's this extra kick of serotonin. And and if you talk to divers, I mean, they, they feel better after they go diving all the time. And we kind of anecdotally know that. But now it's time to get some real hard, hard research, you know, in the works. And that's what this facility will allow us to do is have people from all. It'll be a destination. People from all over the world will come and use it and uh, researchers and stuff like that. How much do you estimate it's going to cost? It's going to be three hundred million dollars uh, for the endowment for five, probably five years of operating capital and the buildings itself. Our architects want to make it um, net zero, so they want to make it off the power grid. So it'd be geothermal, it'd be solar, and uh, the architectural side and the engineering side is above my pay grade. But uh, you know, we have the we have the team in place, and we've been working with these guys for years and they they know what they're doing and now's it now's the time to do it since our our second partner partner with you i mean you you have to have a a major donor too you're not going to raise this on 10 or 20 dollars you know donations correct who's going to come in with the lion's share of that well it's people honestly that we don't know yet to be honest with you that's why we're, we're doing a lot of outreach right now I mean, there's, I, you know, I just did a quick search, and there's 7,500 billionaires in the U.S., and there's 25.5 million millionaires. And if I can't raise 300 million from from that pool of people, then I don't deserve the pool, <laughs> to be honest with you. And and it's it's a race right now because we have these patents, but but people in other countries don't don't honor them. So if we're going to build this here, we're going to have to in Illinois, we're going to have to do it. And people, I'm hoping, will step up. You know, people like, uh, you know, Pat Ryan stepped up and helped Northwestern refurbish their, you know, their their stadium for 400 million. So there are people out there. That right, but it is. Uh, sure. But but it, if um, 45,000 people can watch a Northwestern football game, so if you right. if you if you prorated it, it's um, maybe easier to get your head around. It how, how many people would benefit 
I wonder, from this pool at any given time or over the course of a year? It seems like it would be a smaller number. Uh, thousands, yeah. We, it could be 45,000 over the course of the year. It depends on how you program it. Um, at each level, like, like because it telescopes down, you have a 10-foot ledge. And imagine around the perimeter of that ledge, you might have five or six teams of three or four people at a time. And then at 66 feet, it would drop down. There'd be another 10-foot ledge, and you'd have more than one team there as well. So, And there's no overhead environment, which is the beauty of this design, because people can go right to the surface without ever getting into trouble, you know, banging into stuff. They'd have to be careful so coming up, though, right, because of the bends or whatever, right? I mean, is the, you'd ha- I know yeah. you've thought about all of this. Yeah, decompression sickness is. I've been diving since '76 and never had it. None of the people on our trips have ever had it. But it's it's basically a combination of time and depth and, and conditions and exercise. So if you're working real hard swimming into a current and it's in cold water and it's deep, and if you we have computers for this, so all you have to do is pay attention to your computer. And we'll have safety divers in the water with the teams as well. So they'll be keeping a close eye on everybody. And obviously you've got scuba gear when you're going down at these depths. Um, are you doing any free diving, though, where people just try and hold their breath and go down as deep as they can? That would actually be one of the revenue streams. We've identified 100 different revenue streams. Um, on one of the pools, which is 20 feet deep, we would actually have um, uh, Olympic diving boards that would go, you know, dive right into a 20-foot well. Uh, Greg Leganis, the, the Olympian, um, his coach, Lenny Larson, um, was, was helping us design that. He recently has passed. He was on a ventilator himself. So, but, um, but yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, it's gonna help people, and it's gonna draw attention to Illinois and to North Chicago and from all over the world because the the research that's gonna go on there is is unprecedented. No one has ever done this in the world before. Yeah, I've no never one heard has such come up with the design. We're talking to Jim yeah. Elliott. He's the founder and president of Dive Heart here in the Chicago area. And what's your background, Jim? Are you, are you you've mentioned diving, but I presume that's recreational. What do you do for a living? Well, it's funny. I'm I'm basically a uh, media guy. I was recruited out of uh, Northern Illinois University by the Chicago Tribune, went to WGN Radio, was there from 84 to 92, and then helped start up CLTV News. (laughs) How do I not know that about you? Uh, Have you and I crossed paths (laughs) before, Jim? No, just ask Steve Bertrand. uh, (laughs) When I ran this charity softball team, he helped out there along with Spike and all those guys. Okay, so you've worked in the business a little bit. Um, this just sounds uh, exciting. I would love to swim in that pool. I just think that sounds so fun, so exciting, so exhilarating. If it's therapeutic or beneficial to people, who would argue with that? It also sounds preposterous, $300 million. You make that sound like that's easy to get. Ask anybody in town who's trying to get $300,000 for their worthwhile charities. That doesn't discourage you, Jim? Oh, not at all. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, the same thing I did when I was at WGN. You just kind of put on the blinders and you go and you persevere. And uh, there will be people, there are people that have said that they're going to, you know, introduce us to people that, that yeah. are billionaires and that are millionaires. So we're we're not going into this kind of completely in the dark and yeah. you know, from square one. So we'll get introductions and, and it's a great story. So I think that, you know, it's all about, you know, people, if, if I get in front of the right people, it'll happen. 
I have no doubt at all. Jim, you said there's this 135-foot pool. I, I get the idea of it telescoping down with ledges 10 feet wide all the way down so that you can have different groups uh, working in this very, very, very deep pool, 130 feet, deepest pool in North America, one of the deepest in the world if it happens. Um, but mm-hmm. then, And then there'd be a 20-foot pool, more traditionally shaped. Would there be the usual 10-foot pool that my kids and I are going to go to, or is that not what you're interested in? Yeah, well, we're going to have a starter pool. Um, you know, you want to vet people in a in a shallower pool. So, like, it'd be like a, a larger high school pool that would go from three and a half feet to like ten. The nice thing is, it's going to be um, like ninety two degrees or ninety three degrees. It's going to be very warm. It's not really going to be for swimming uh, unless you're learning to swim. So, we're hoping that we can serve underserved populations in North Chicago and around Chicagoland who would never have a chance. Yeah, to to learn to swim, you know, people, you know, kids die every year absolutely. around the country. Absolutely, absolutely, fall into lakes and all that stuff. So we want to help remedy that. Okay, anything else I should know about this, Jim? Like, what's your next step then? I uh, yeah, I would visit the launch page uh, at diveheart.org. Um, and if you want to see the types of people we help and the, and the benefits that they've gotten from scuba therapy, I would go to our YouTube channel and click on playlists and you can see all the military stories, the medical stories, the symposiums, the documentaries. You know, I've used every everything I've learned in the media business since I started to help make this this happen. And uh, and now is the time. It's it's exciting. 414 says, regarding this pool, can't the same benefits be gotten from going into the ocean or Lake Michigan or into a quarry? Why do you have to build a pool like this? What's the short answer to that, Jim? Yeah, it's it's all about um, safety. It's uh, Lake Michigan is very, very cold. Individuals, for example, with spinal cord injuries will become hypothermic. Even in an 80-degree pool, they become hypothermic pretty quickly. And the goal is not to have to put thick wetsuits on them all the time or dry suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly you could get the benefit in the ocean if you went deep enough. But now you got to worry about weather. you got to worry about, uh, you know, conditions and stuff Visibility. Like Will it and, be lighted? Will you have lights yes. 130 feet down? 773 said, so a 30-foot pool won't do? It's got to be 150 feet? Sounds fishy to me. <laughs> but you've addressed that. You said that there's um, sort of biological things that happen at 67 feet or something, right? Right. That's what uh, doctors from John Hopkins said, right? And, one interesting, and we have a lot of doctors. Uh, one interesting Sorry. fact about Dive Hearts is 224 is that Jim Elliott has never received a salary. It is an amazing program. A program. So there's something all. Do you already uh, have therapy for people in water, Jim? Uh, we do. We have therapists that work with us. In fact, uh, Sunday we were at Oaklawn High School pool, and we had uh, physical therapists and occupational therapists and medical students from Midwestern and Northwestern universities helping us out. So, yeah, we've done like five studies with Midwestern uh, in Downers Grove, and the autism study was the first in the world. I understand how a thunder shirt kind of helps uh, pets and people if they have high anxiety or autism. And some people have described mm-hmm. this experience as benefiting that population that way. Jim Elliott, founder mm-hmm. and president at Dive Heart. Diveheart.org is the website. Jim, keep us uh, posted and good luck to you on this. It's uh, very ambitious, really amazing. 
Thank you very much. And say hi to, to Steve and the folks that are still there that I remember, Marlene Wells and stuff. Yeah, Marlene's just down the hall, and uh, Steve will be in in a little bit. We'll tell him you said hi, Jim. All right, take care. Thanks again. Uh, Jim Elliott used to work in the same building with me and evidently at the same station as me. I, I, If our paths crossed, I was unaware of that. Still trying to get my head around $300 million. That's everything good, everything good, everything good. Wait a minute, how much? But you get the idea that it would be a pool and it would be going down, down, down like an elevator shaft, but instead of straight down after you go, what did he say, every 20 or some odd feet, there'd be a shelf that extends out and you could swim down there and and hang out there. <laughs> I don't know. How you, the diagram looks like an upside-down wedding cake. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess you'd be weighted enough that you could land on the ledge and then say, okay, now I'm going to go down another 20 feet and I'll swim down to the next ledge and then hang there with my people. And I guess I've got scuba gear on, right, because you can't hold your breath that long all the way down there. Although free diving is a fascinating thing. The business of free diving, where you hold your breath and see how far or down deep you can go, is crazy dangerous. But it's a sport. Why in God's name do these sorts of construction projects now routinely cost amounts with seemingly endless zeros, 300 million and counting? Yeah, and that's just in today's dollars. <laughs> Anybody ever hear of cost runs, overruns? Uh, I, I, I sound like I'm poo-pooing the idea. I'm... I'm, I'm more marveling at it. I, I hope it happens. But I, I'll tell you what, Pastor Corey Brooks needs a tenth of that, a tenth of that. And it's taken him about five years to get about $25 million, where he wants about $35 million. And Pastor Corey Brooks Opportunity Center uh, on Martin Luther King Drive in the 6,000 block would be nuts and bolts, terra firma, you get it. It would be classrooms and a gymnasium. It would be um, uh, shops, wood shops and workshops where people can learn skilled trades. Uh, it would be a computer lab. It would be an opportunity center on the south side. And, and he talked about a pool there, too. Yeah, he will. Just have a regular a one, you know, yeah. 10 feet deep. I know, I know. So, <laughs> so you go, I know. And, and, and he cannot get over the hump. He's Listen, they've, they've, they've started construction. His idea is to have uh, sufficient funds that they won't have to constantly be raising money. So it would be endowed, right? There'd be a foundation essentially sort of undergirding the whole thing. Great. But I'm just telling you that it's been near impossible. It's been nothing but work. Corey Brooks spent two years on a roof trying to get attention. So $300 million for a bizarre swimming pool that will benefit people, you know, who are in wheelchairs or who have chronic pain or whatever, uh, have autism, um, just sounds so unusually ambitious that it's hard for me to imagine people would say, yeah, I got a million. And even if you got a million, now you need 299 more. So I'm just, I'm just almost flummoxed by the numbers. I hope it happens.